Oh my god, it's Brian and James. We're back again after... A, how many years? Oh, I don't know. How many years? Long time, long time. It's good to be back, though. Good to be back. Stop that fake radio voice. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Hi, it's Brian and James in the morning. How are you feeling? The traffic is crazy. The ethnics are... What? <laughs> no, sorry. This is an awful dad. <laughs> you do your black face. Gonna electric shock, OJ. <laughs> Gonna electric shock OG. I heard the song, the electric shock OJ song. Yes. And I thought, okay, that's it's not it's not the best. No. But then you see the video and you go, oh wow. It's he. on. He like full. Yeah, he did full blackface. It's really like it's the most offensive thing I've ever seen. Yeah, he's not hosting the Oscars. <laughs> no, he's not. Anyway, how long has it actually been since last time we recorded? I, I feel like like the summer. I think it's it definitely been a summer. few months. Like yeah. And since yeah. then, you know, we've. Literally done nothing since no, then. No, not at all. If anything, our careers are going worse than they were months ago. I know people who started podcasts in the time that we stopped, and they're already making millions. <laughs> they're in the studio. Yeah. Uh, the only reason we're back is, literally, we only have one fan, Matthew Talon. We're Help. doing this for you, Matthew. Matthew, this is for you. Thank you for literally listening. Literally, the only person who said, nice podcast, or has given us any encouragement. Yeah, he's literally <laughs> the only one. I'm not, I'm, I'm not messing. Before he said that, I mean, I, I was ready. I written the notes. I got the stool. Yeah. The rope was ready. You know? I was watching you. I was saying, go. And yeah. Then, <laughs> and then Talon sent me a message saying, like, <laughs> when's the next episode? It's like, well, I better put it on yeah. hold for Talon. I'll put down the cross. <laughs> you know my dad owned a crossbow did i ever tell you that no he, didn't he, he owned a crossbow what was he doing with that i don't know he had it before i was born he loved it more than me but yeah he had a crossbow in he just would be in the garage just hang, hanging up and anytime my friends would come around yeah. he'd like take it down and sort of stroke it in front of him was like see that lads that'd kill a well, he'd use a slur of some kind, which I won't oh, say. Oh, no, he didn't use a hate speech, did he? <laughs> he did a non-woke hate speech. But, yeah, he said this would kill a person from several hundred yards. He was very proud of his crossbow. Seven hundred, born 700 <laughs> yards away in a different country, perhaps, starting with a continent, starting with A. Possibly. Possibly. Africa, as well. Uh, I mean, yeah, I got that. <laughs> yeah, just in case, uh, yeah. <laughs> case Matthew didn't get that. I don't want to slander the dead, but uh, he, he was a good guy. But yeah, he owned a crossbow. It's pretty oh, weird. Wow. My dad owned a gun, so. Yeah, my dad had a couple of guns, yeah. He well, has... It's not a contest. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> he went to Vietnam. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, he used to take me shooting, actually. So that was the only time we ever did any bonding things. Mm. He'd make me go out and kill small animals. And uh, I got hard. I won't, I won't lie. Cool. Yeah. I feel like we talked about this already on the podcast. <laughs> oh, <did we>? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sorry. I, like... I, I don't know if we talked about this. My dad kept the gun under the bed, but sometimes I'd take it out and kind of like look at it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He kept it under the bed? My bed. Your bed? Yeah. Oh, my Safer God. there. Are you sure? It loaded. Or, I don't think oh, so. Oh, right. Yeah. You don't think... <laughs> they just left a loaded gun yeah. under their child's bed and see what happens. I, I, I always thought it'd be funny like, if you try to do a Columbine, but... <laughs> You were so dumb you came in on a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? They're gone. What? Uh, there's some administrative staff here you could possibly... Uh, it's not the same. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. So, yeah, it's been a long time. Yes, it has. Has anything changed in your life since we last recorded? Uh, Fill in the listeners. Well, I started working in a centra um, pretty close to my house, which is nice because I can walk to work. Uh, which is good because I don't like to drive when I'm stoned. But yeah, I'll literally live in the dream. I'll smoke a joint. I'll go into work and I'll sell chicken rolls to assholes. 
cool. It's like Clerks. It is like Clerks, yeah. Do you ever see the, the original ending of Clerks was the guy gets shot? He gets shot, yeah, I did see that. Do you ever watch that thing someday, hopefully? <laughs> That'll be me. I wish they had done that, because then they wouldn't have made Clerks 2, which was a pile of shite. But I love the first Clerks. Clerks, the first one, you forget how good Clerks' first one is. You know, like, Kevin Smith's early work, like... I always, I don't know if somebody used this to describe him, or maybe I came up with it myself because I'm a genius, but I always thought of Kevin Smith as the Woody Allen of Generation X, you know, the sort of disenfranchised 90s kids. He sort of like spoke to them. But then they bought bought Woody Allen and Kevin Smith both ruined their reputations over the years. (laughs) Yeah. Kevin Smith made Tusk, and uh, Woody Allen got tricked by Mia Farrow when she adopted that sexy Chinese girl. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know Woody Allen, he's got no uh, willpower. If you leave, like, biscuits or cakes or underage Chinese girls, he's going to... It's not his fault. It's not his fault. I mean... You know, they found... They don't know how the fuck old Sunni is. Do they not? No, they found her, like, wandering on the... They only know how old she is by, like, checking her bones or something like that. <laughs> you cut off a leg yeah, and, and the count rings. the rings. Yeah. Like, they just found her and then, like, they adopted they gave her to Mia, I think. Jesus Christ. But they don't know. Like, she was wandering on the streets stealing food and stuff. And she probably thought this is the worst that things are going to be. And then Woody showed up. This does... <laughs> and... that This doesn't sound like it went through the proper procedure of uh, adoption. It doesn't sound like they like filled in any forms. They just like picked her up off the street. Oh, the adoption! I don't know like how is I don't know how the adoption works, but um, look, she's all right now. Yeah, she's fine. She's living west west what upper east side. Or upper east like side, yeah, 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 yeah. Like making millions. Just... She's not even making. She, well, she just sits back and enjoys it. Right? Yeah, she sits back and remains silent, and that's how she earns I've her never money. Heard... No, this is no, this sounds really bad. Like she does. She's a smart lady. She's not like she speaks English, doesn't she? I, I, yeah, she does. Actually. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I saw an interview with her where she was like, I don't know what everybody's freaking out about, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I was nineteen, but like the big theory is that he was obviously having a relationship with her when she was underage, mm-hmm. and the reason that they got married was because a wife can't be made to testify against her husband. Yeah, that's but a I theory. Feel like if she, it's been such a long time now, she would have testify at some stage yeah yeah i don't know again this like as controversial as that was and as fucked up as it is the bigger issue is whether or not he molested uh dylan farrow up in the train up, yeah in no the, in, up, no up in, in the attic looking at a train looking at a train um, <laughs> news one of them <laughs> up in a train when he's playing one attic the train always ran on time yeah much like uh his sexual assaults um, that makes no sense. But anyway, <laughs> actually, no, nothing, nothing at all. But yeah, you drew the, it crossed the line there. How do you feel about Woody Allen? And like, can you still watch like of Annie Hall can, yeah. in Manhattan? Of course I can. Yeah, they're fantastic films. They're great films. But it is just, it's on. It's imagine how Manhattan uh, a little bit less. Yeah, he is like going out with a seventeen-year-old. Well, like it kind of ruins your enjoyment of it because you are thinking about that the whole time. You know, which is annoying. That it, really, I'm the real victim here because i can't watch his films without thinking of that he went like that won an oscar i believe didn't it yeah but uh there's like a very famous story that just prior to it being released he like phoned up the um whatever you call it like studio and begged them not to release it yeah so he obviously you know (laughs) the whole time he's making the films like she's 17 it's fine i mean uh it's fine and then he just sort of realizes after oh wait no this might uh, look bad in retrospect. I don't know. Pearl. Okay, you know. Yeah. 
Anyway, we trailed off there. We actually, I don't know what I don't know where. Well, I I don't want to say this, but speaking of rape, I have been reading a book about rape. So oh, we could segue into that. Let's do it. Well, you just did. Yeah. <laughs> Seamless. Uh, so what's the book called? It's called Asking for It by Louise O'Neill. It's about this girl she gets raped by some gal lads and they piss on her and then they put it on the internet. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Is and it's is it a true story? No, or? it's fiction. Fiction. Okay. It's, pre- it's pretty good actually. I like it because it's not like you could have done a really boring version of it where it's very like black and white, but it's kind of like you know the way Get Out. Yeah. Yeah. You could have done like. He's black, and they're evil white people, and that's it, and gone really boring and predictable. Yeah, this is yeah. more like that. Where there's more shades of grey to it, like okay, where she's actually a bit of a she's a bit of a prick in it. All right, but then she so gets, she really was asking for no, it. No, but then she gets raped, and you realise like just because you're a prick doesn't mean she get raped. Which is kind of like the moral of the story. <laughs> you needed to read a book to figure <laughs> yeah, that yeah, out. Yeah, didn't yeah. You? I, I, now I know. Uh, it took me a while ago. <laughs> Not sure I agree with yeah, this. Yeah. Well, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's dark as fuck. Like, yeah, I would imagine. Weird, you know me, like when things are really dark, I kind of make jokes about it. Out of, like, y- yeah. So, like, there's some bits you can't help but like, like Jesus Christ, because like, sh- like it happens like early on, then the rest of it's like her, like she like tries to kill herself twice. Oh Jesus! The mother becomes an alcoholic, and like the mother is screaming at her, like you deserved it and stuff like oh, that. Oh god! Uh, the dad like loses the job. The the gas. Yes. The GA team loses. Uh, wait, match. hang on. Let me just. Her dad loses. Uh, Mr. Johnson, can yeah. you come in here, please? Uh, it says your daughter was uh, sexually assaulted. I'm afraid we can't employ you anymore. We're a happy company. <laughs> and the GA lads lose the, the the big match because the big match in the town turns against the family because the match is more important than. <laughs> <laughs> they're literally like they're knocking on the door at night what? how does their committing sexual assault on this girl because then they're not allowed on the team and oh Ballantoon Ballantoon is the name of the village where it takes place all oh, right? I see. and then Ballantoon went, loses the big match and then it's her fault because she, she oh my she, god she, so what all the locals come around you bitch all the locals it affects tourism because it becomes a big news story so like <laughs> it's on like um <laughs> Wait, so tourism was booming in Ballantoon before yeah, yeah. this? Okay. But then it goes so like a lot of the shops closed down. <laughs> and she thinks it's all her fault and like oh, it's awful. What? So she's blamed for the two thousand and eight economic crash. You are asking for it. It's it's it, everything's put on her like uh Cool. They, it's not the Joe Duffy show. They say something else, but it's basically Joe Duffy show, like okay. all the callers saying like she deserved it. Like oh, it's it's Jesus. very fucking grim. And so is even there... the local priest is on their side, is on the lad's side. Well, that's not surprising, given their the only thing he disagreed with is how old she was. Um, but I don't. So what's the resolution? How there is it... none. There is none. None. It it's, just she's sad. She tries to kill herself the second time. Her brother. I liked her brother Brian. Is called Brian, so and I'm Brian. You identify so, yeah. with him, and okay? The, and Brian's pretty cool because he doesn't rape anyone in it. So oh, I, nice I can, guy. So I'm like, hey, I can root for this guy. <laughs> he's not an alcoholic. He's not like, like the dad. Like they catch the dad at one stage going like, she's your fucking daughter. Like, oh Jesus, yeah. God. But the brother doesn't do anything bad. So like, I, I liked him. He's like, he's the one going like, should take it to court. And the the you know everyone else is going like, yeah, best not. Oh, better not. Yeah. No, no, no. And in the end, she doesn't. And the Jesus. guys get away scot free. So they they totally get away with it. There's no like, even though there's video of her them pissing on her when she's asleep. Jesus Christ! Man. Yeah, that is grim as fuck. It is pretty grim. Now. <laughs> it's annoying because the li- the library's closed today, so I can't get a new book. So I just. What are you gonna read it again? <laughs> <laughs> Hope for a different ending this time. Oh, it's like Bandersnatch. 
which is the nickname for her fanny, Bandersnatch. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but it is, it's a very good book, you have to say. It's like, um, and who, sorry, who is the author? Louise O'Neill. It's only her second book. She's Irish. Irish writer, which, okay. I, which I loved. And That's I, cool. Yeah. I, I, she's very interesting. I read an interview with her. She's a very interesting woman. I, I, I Hopefully I meet her one day and I, she doesn't hear this podcast. <laughs> She's definitely going to think we're all right cons and spit on us. And I'll be aroused. Oh, no. Uh, well, we better. I'll edit all of this stuff out because, as you know, all of the. No, they, leave it in. I want her to the, hear. The industry pays very close attention to this podcast. Yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'd reckon I'll give, it, I'll give you the one of it, James. It's very interesting. But I'd actually I'd prefer the audio book <laughs> if you could. Narrated uh, by Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> I was thinking, because um, I think it has been adapted, I think it's been optioned, you know. Oh, into but a I movie. I was thinking it's weird that the Weinstein Company didn't oh. <laughs> option. <laughs> like, Harvey thinks it's a comedy. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> she gets raped. <laughs> I love it. Oh, God. Where Where is Harvey now? Has he, like, I'm, why is he not in jail? Like, seriously. There's going to be a court case, and I'm going to be very pessimistic here and say he just gets away, like. The thing is, he was such a powerful person for hmm. so long. Yeah. He's probably got so much dirt on people that, like, he's still getting protected behind the scenes, if you know what I mean. Well, uh, there's so many pedophiles. Yes, that's in true. In Hollywood. That we only know the ones who we know about got sloppy, like Singer and all of them. Right. Not, well, we won't say which Singer I'm talking about. Well, Brian Singer. Brian Singer, yeah. But we, well, if he has a problem, he can come and uh, he yeah, can, yeah we'll, yeah, we'll have it out fisticuffs, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. I know, because I, I personally know he's a pedophile, because he's raped a lot of the same children I've raped. Oh, right. And you're Brian, <laughs> and he's Brian, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. you identify with him as a yeah, character. Yeah, yeah, ah, yeah. I see. But he is a, he's, a bad, he's a bad man. He's a bad man. Yeah. But, you know, but uh, they're the only ones that we know about. But there's lots of them that That's like true. that were actually smart and and didn't like fucking well, literally post pictures themselves dressed as Superman with underage children. <laughs> How, have you heard of uh, an open secret? It's a documentary. Yeah. Like it really goes into. It sort of alludes to the fact that the it's the the only cases we've heard are the tip of the iceberg. Hmm. But they actually make an argument that if you are a pedophile, there's no better job than to be a casting agent because you know. Parents who don't give a fuck about their kids, who project all of their insecurities onto them, make their kids yeah. become stars. They let their children, their four or five year old children, go into the room with this total stranger. They won't ask what happened. It's fucking, it's perverse. It's so easy. It's so easy. Uh, and these parents, like, let's be honest, a lot of these parents, like, deep down, the the kid is just a money making machine. Absolutely, it's not yeah. even a real person. So, yeah. if whatever happens, doesn't really matter. As long as you get the contract worked out where you get most of the kids' money. Yeah, and that always happens. Like, the parents, like, steal the kids' money. Yeah. Didn't, like, Macaulay Culkin emancipated from his parents? Corey Feldman did the same yeah. because they were, like, trying to steal their money? Hmm. It's fucked up, man. Yeah. Uh, was So, yeah, like, there's a lot of them. So, Harvey would have the dirt on a lot of people we don't even know about. Yeah, yeah. Like, a lot, do you know the Lolita Express? Oh, Jerry Epstein? Yeah, that pedophile plane. Yeah, like, yeah. So all that stuff, like, he's probably got files and all that. Bill Clinton was on that. Yeah. Hey, Jerry, I'm on the Lolita Express. <laughs> oh, don't tell Hillary. Oh, my God. But you know who else I heard was on it? And this really upset me. Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker, Chris yeah. Tucker from Rush Hour. Yeah. Jerry! Sorry, I can't do that one. But no, like, that really, I did, would not have expected that. But, you know, Jerry, like, uh, Chris Tucker 
he then became a born again Christian. Yeah. So is it possible on the Lolita Express he saw something or did something so fucked up that he's like, I got to turn to God and save my soul. Only God can save me now. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know, whatever about the Lolita Express, I could forgive that. But Rush Hour Three, what a piece of shit! He really should have asked for God's I permission. What did Jackie know about this? <laughs> Lolita Express? <laughs> oh no! So what, you, you wouldn't do Chris Tucker's voice? Or I'll do Chris Tucker's then. Jackie! See, I can't really do a good yeah. Chris Tucker, yeah. that's why. Your Jackie was good though. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks. I wonder if he'll like it. <laughs> we'll know next week. <laughs> Special guest. <laughs> Tell us about this communism. <laughs> oh, oh, God. So yeah, I think Harvey will... I think a lot of these guys, like... Even the time they do, they'll be in fancy prisons. They yeah, won't really exactly. Have any like the end of Wolf of Wall Street, where they're like yeah. playing tennis and shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. They'll be just doing high fives with bankers and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. God, wouldn't it be great to be rich? You just get away with anything. I don't, we wouldn't, though. We'd fuck up. <laughs> We'd be the Brian Singers of the. We'd be even worse than that. We'd just be, we'd be the guy who, like, the, other, the rest of the rich guys have to kill because we're just too, like, <laughs> we're not hiding it at all. We're just inept. Yeah, mm. yeah. Jeffrey and Epstein. Jeffrey and Epstein. Well, he's in jail. Yeah, he's take that, time. Jeffrey. Who is, Je- <laughs> who is he? he? I only know he has the plane. He was, like, I'm pretty sure he was a big Wall Street guy, and uh. he made a lot of connections just uh, through finance. And um, he's friends with a lot of celebrities. Like, a lot of people were on that fucking plane with him. Like, Bill Clinton, Chris Tucker. Did I? No, I, this could be wrong. I thought I heard Bono was on it, but that could not be. Not Bono. Not Bono. You're dancing on dangerous ground now, James. <laughs> I'm not saying no. Uh, I'll probably... slander singer, but I'm, Bono, I'm, fuck I'm, off. I'm probably right? wrong about I that. I literally will throw a chair at you if you okay. talk about Bono. Okay, okay. Wait, before, just out It's a nothing. beautiful day. <laughs> There's no, he, you'll never get away. He might have been on the plane watching, but he didn't touch him. Yeah, and I think Travolta was actually the pilot. Ah, uh, we all know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe Lolita Express. Oh my God, it's crazy. This is a great, you know the way like impressionists, um, they have like a way to like bring their impression into a set. Yeah. So like there's that guy who like, you know, I broke down my car and then these two people, so and then Arnold walked past and then Stallone walked past. So you get on stage and be like, yeah. so I was on a plane full of pedophiles. And then- <laughs> <laughs> no, see, my impressions aren't good enough to take to the stage. I could, you know, do shitty half-hearted impressions mm. on this podcast, yeah. but I would never like, because like, I think to be an impressionist in the modern, like mm. these days, you have to be damn fucking good at it. If like- you're damn good, you have to get like, you actually have to like, kind of create the impression for other people to copy. Yeah, yeah, that's You've true. You've got to fin- like, figure out the little mimicky things and the little things. And sometimes it doesn't even have to be like accurate. You can exaggerate a bit. Yeah, as long as you sort of capture the essence, you, you get know. The spirit. Like, I think like, yeah. like a lot of the SNL sketches, like their impressions, yeah. they're not actually like Dead. They're cartoonish. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're not yeah. accurate. Like, yeah. They're not like going to like trick anyone into thinking that is like, <laughs> like it's not like Alec Baldwin thinks he's Trump. Yeah. <laughs> and Trump watches SNL. What am I doing? <laughs> I don't remember this. Oh, God. Yeah, it's not like that, but... Um, Did you oh, really? You're like a regular Colbert there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck him. Low, uh, yeah, low-hanging fruit, man, to be honest. I'm so bored of anyone is who goes after Trump. It's so like, boring, it's, stage. Yeah. I, I stop. I actually, like... I will watch some of those um, topical things, 
but I'll try to like ignore the jokes and just listen to yeah, the Yeah, yeah, I'd be the same. Like I enjoy John Oliver, but I don't find it very funny. I find it informative. Yeah. I just I feel like he's trying to get these points across and the jokes are almost like just fucking stick that in just there. Just tack it on something silly about yeah. Chuck E. Cheese or I, the yeah, Olsen always, Twins. Always something like that. Yeah, I actually yeah. would wish he had the confidence to just be like, I'm going to do like a two minute bit here without a joke. Yeah, yeah. Or without just without me at the end having like a big cat on stage with a hat. Yeah, because like, it's very impressive. Like he sits there, you know, and he just like twenty long segment, and he belts out all this information, yeah. and it's great to watch. But yeah, yeah. just the the jokes. Well, he's got to tone it down to lowest common denominator, which is something I refuse to do on this podcast. <laughs> this is most definitely an acquired this taste. This is highbrow radio. This is stuff you listen to at a dinner party. <laughs> Drinking some wine. Anybody who's listening to this, think the left Radio 4 on. (laughs) (laughs) It's Wagner and this. (laughs) Do you listen with Radio 4? Uh, No, I never. Oh, God. I I listen to a lot now because I'm in Dundalk, so I get it on the radio. Yeah. Uh, I've actually kind of started to get a bit indoctrinated into it now where... Like, even last yesterday, there was something about the Roman Empire on. Okay. And it wasn't any good, like... Yeah. But I just listened to it. Just to uh, give the impression, it's just kind of, of it's an... just like well, it's kind of like white noise now, where it's like yeah, like, I, I understand to, I listen that. Listen to the Archer sometimes now. It's, it's just a kind of comforting thing. It's like oh, these British actors you never heard of are doing something that yeah. they probably don't even like. That's still running. That's been going for like fifty years or something. Oh, even longer than that. Yeah, yeah and they've like yeah. they've gone through everything. The Archers like see that's the legacy I want this podcast to <laughs> have. You know, I want it to last through the decades. Yeah, yeah, it really is like. Uh, <laughs> It got us, you know, the way they got them through the wars and all that. Yeah, there was yeah. political strife, but the archers kept people going. I want, <laughs> I want Brian and James fuck each other to be like that. We're like, you know, yeah, yeah. We're in a bubble right now. I hope they're listening to this over in Syria and just like <laughs> one day we'll get to go over. They don't know. You know, when we're talking about the pedophile plane. They don't even know what plane <laughs> is. There's like they tribes. just have they have the pedophile pedophile bicycle in Syria that's it there's like tribes are listening to this like they don't even know how they don't know what this is they call this the music box they think this is like words from the gods yeah yeah. god we are no we're not it. <laughs> went to my head for a second but I'm grand I'm grand uh, yeah because we're in a bubble right now financially yeah, I think that's true, especially when you see, like, the fucking, uh, the rents just increasing yeah. and increasing. And people, like, it used to be, like, you know, the working class couldn't afford to live. But now it's, like, middle class people yeah. can't afford to live. They're literally, you know, they're one paycheck away from getting fucking evicted. It's scary, man. Yeah, owning a house is, like, something that young people, that's, like, being an astronaut, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it, yeah. it's like, don't be dumb, dumb. Don't dream. <laughs> that's, what, that's what they say to us. And then, like, older people will go, like, sure, when I was... Like it was just so easier back then. You could get a job, and then you'd work hard. Like it was, it was just a natural progression. You get a, a job, you earn money, you get a house, even you if have you a like, family. You could just become a coal miner, and after a while, you could afford a house. Yeah, or like, it's true. You, and then you'd be grand, and you'd die at like forty, like from coal lung or black lung or whatever the fuck you'd be. Yeah, our generation is going to be so much worse off than our parents. Like, and like as you say, we're in a bubble. When do you see the bubble bursting? Like, do you think? There's another recession in the near future. Yes. Yes. Well, that's I could just pretend to be like a fucking David McWilliams type because it's going to burst eventually. So yeah, gonna, it's it, going to burst right now, and it'll eventually. It's will. but it is a cycle. It's a recurring cycle that has happened throughout history. Yeah. And what in when we're in the bubble, people just seem to forget. It's like oh, it's okay, get yeah. a loan. 
get a mortgage in yeah. a house you can't afford, and then two years later you get evicted. Oh, what went wrong? Yeah. And the cycle just keeps speeding up and up because there's no real consequences for the people on top. Absolutely not. Like 2008, that showed it. You know, mm. the government bailed out the bankers using taxpayer money. I remember the exact moment when I realised this whole economy thing was bollocks, all right? Okay. The exact moment. Yes. Eddie Hobbs is on television. Remember him? Eddie Hobbs. Yeah, yeah. yeah RTE okay. guy. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He had a show, okay? This was just before the bubble burst in 2008, so like maybe 2006, seven, right? Right. He had a show. Basically, McWilliams was on one side going like, it's going to burst. Okay. And Hobbs on the other side going like, we'll have a slowdown, but we're going to be grand. Yeah, okay? yeah. He was big into like the... It's all going to be okay. Keep spending. Yeah, yeah. And then he said, at one stage, Eddie Hobbs had a program, and he quoted The Simpsons, okay? Oh, <laughs> okay. And he said, we got to think of the children, just as Mo would say on The Simpsons, why don't we think of the children? Oh. I remember thinking, Mo doesn't say that. It's Helen Lovejoy. Yeah. You fool! This man can't be trusted. <laughs> and that's when I sold on my bonds. And <laughs> Like the big short, I, uh, I I backed against the bank uh, and I made big. You're like you're like Ryan Gosling. Oh god, oh, that was a great film. That was a brilliant film, and I love. Seen Vice it. yet? No, I haven't seen Vice. Have you? I was going to see it, but then my friend um, started having sex with his girlfriend instead. So you watched that? I mean, you don't no. need to buy a ticket. So. No, I mean like his girlfriend came over, and for some reason he wanted to spend time with her instead of watching a fat Christian Bale. Oh, okay. Wow. Makes me sick. Yeah, I don't know. Sounds like he's got some major dysfunction. I did see the favorite though. Speaking of the favorite, oh, with uh, what do you call her, Olivia Coleman? Olivia Coleman. She's great. Rachel Wise, she, Emma Stone, yeah. all deserve fucking awards. Really? It's yeah. A brilliant film. Okay. I would say if I was a real regular Roger Ebert now, I go. <laughs> the favorite was one of my favorites. Well, no, you wouldn't be saying that as Roger Ebert. If you were Roger Ebert, you'd be like, "Hello, my <laughs> favorite is because he had to, yeah, yeah, he had to talk with the speaking spell after yeah, the, yeah. his jaw his, his got face removed." Is all like, like, oh, I like, believe Olivia <laughs> Colman is the greatest actress of our generation. Mm, he looks like he opened the Ark of the Covenant at the end. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, but yeah, so the favourite. No, oh, I have heard good things. Such a great film. And the best part about it was I went kind of empty screening. There were some old people in the back, some young people in the front, all right? You could tell a lot of them thought it was going to be like a Downton Abbey yeah. thing like that. Yeah. This, in the trailer, it sells like a comedy kind of thing. Leave out the fact that there's very, very graphic depictions and scenes of lesbian sex. Oh. Yeah. Which you could tell the old people in the back, very uncomfortable. Young, <laughs> young people in the front, very confused. It was great. Oh, nice. And you were just there in your element. Yeah. I'm familiar with the mechanics of this. Yeah, yeah. There's literally a di- dialogue going like, I love it when her tongue's inside me. Oh, well, yeah. who doesn't? That's a damn good feeling. I haven't had a tongue inside me yet. Have you not? Well, my mouth. Never, <laughs> no, I never, uh, you never got a rim job? No. Oh. I, I get rim job and rim shot mixed up. <laughs> and that's how you lost your job as a jazz drummer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, it's inside me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's yeah. you know when I <laughs> give me a rim <laughs> give you know, me a rim job Brian <laughs> I was working with Bob Hope <laughs> <laughs> he wanted me to hit the drum alright this kid doesn't know what he's doing get him out of here but uh, actually I've never had a rim job but I have had a finger in the ass during a blow job that's a good feeling I haven't had that either. I haven't had that I well, tell you I'm, I'm putting an open call out to anyone who's listening it and Matthew Talon's only on his list. <laughs> so, Matthew, get that finger ready, baby. Sticking up penguin bar on my arse. 
Matthew Tallon phone home. Get that finger illuminated and shove it right up Brian. What a, top, what a topical reference. <laughs> All the E.T. kids. What if E.T. and Mr. T. had a baby? Yeah, I know. And right? then he pulled his finger up his ass. But, uh, Come on. Wait, before we move on, I've never even seen E.T. I've actually never seen it either. I thought the alien looked weird. It sounds boring as shit. I thought the alien looked weird. And I judged people by... I'd, I, d- I didn't like it, so I just walked away. Okay. Well, it, was on, it was on TV once, and I walked away. I was like, that looks like a freak. Yeah, it's it's pretty much just the story of Jesus, but with an alien. Should have just killed it. Yeah, they should have. But uh, back, anyway, to back to the favorite. finger in the ass. Oh, oh right. wait, sorry. <laughs> back We're to on the- different wavelengths here. <laughs> back to the finger in the ass. Well, it is my favorite, so it's <laughs> kind of... Oh, hello. Yeah. Do you like that one, Matthew? Yeah. Uh, a finger in the ass. I oh, girl tried to put it in once, but I kind of freaked out. Yeah, see, a lot of guys I've heard that. Was well, like, she didn't oh. prepare me for it. Yeah, well, tell you, the first time it happened to me, um, happened to me. <laughs> no, I was consensual. I was... Uh, Oh, yeah, I was having sex with a girl. We were Boring. On, we were on her couch, and she didn't tell me she was going to do it. Yeah. I was only, like, 17 at the time, mm. and she just showed her finger right up my ass, and I was like, oh, what is that? Okay, keep doing it. Egad. Yeah, so. Demonical it's, fellow. It's kind of like every time I come now without a finger in my ass, it's kind of boring. It's, like, really? anticlimactic. Yeah. It's a bit like Coke. Yeah, exactly. After you do Coke. After you drink without coke, it's like, oh, I wish I had some coke. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. After you had a finger in the ass. You, you can't come without like, it. I wish I had some coke. <laughs> to shove up my ass. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of guys, though, a lot of guys kind of get freaked out about the finger in the ass because I guess they think it makes them kind of gay. But mm. like, how insecure do you have to be about your own sexuality that during the act of having sex with a woman, which is probably the least gay thing you could do. It's pretty you're, straight. You're afraid of looking gay yeah. with a finger in the Who's ass. Who's going to walk in, see you having sex with a woman, and be like, oh, <laughs> look, at <that>. gay. <laughs> look at that fanook. Look at that fanook. Yeah. Tone, what are you doing? Tone, <laughs> Christopher. <laughs> oh, oh, so, oh, Maroon. Oh, back uh, to the favourite. I think we should end this. Oh, really? How long uh, we're we nearly at a half hour. We actually yeah, are at a half, half hour, hour right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll wrap up on the favour, okay? Okay, go for it. Great film. You should see it. Uh, you see Emma Stone's tits. Very oh. nice. Um, are they actually hers or did they like CG? No, they're stuff? actually hers and she insisted on showing them. <laughs> it wasn't even in the script. It wasn't. She did a rewrite <laughs> just to get her tits out. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. But like How? she saw in the scene, actually it makes more sense in the scene, it's to show... I don't spoil it. Basically, it's to show intimacy. So you see the tits and it's like a very romantic kind of okay. scene. Very erotic kind of scene. So and, it kind of adds to it. And what would you give them out of uh, out of 10? What would you I say? don't judge women like that, you bastards. Well, I've, okay. I've read Asking for it. <laughs> I'm woke now. You're woke. I've got feminism coming out my balls. <laughs> All over the place. But that might be calm, I don't know. <laughs> I've got Asking for it yeah. tattooed on my lower back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like a trans <laughs> Just bending over, like, hmm. And it's got an arrow pointing down as well. Oh, God. So, yeah, Matthew Tallon, go watch The Favourite. It's a good movie, apparently. There you go. Every episode now is dedicated to Matthew Tallon. Yeah. Well, I should say, though, we're big fans of Matthew. He's a very good comedian. And he's a nice guy. So we're happy to have him listening. Brian's nodding in agreement. I am nodding, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what to say to that because it was it was genuine. I don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah, I know. I felt uncomfortable being genuine. Yeah. yeah so let's end it. Okay, so that I'm James. I'm Brian. You've been Matthew Talon. And we just fucked each other. And hopefully 
<laughs> you enjoyed it. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Don't forget that finger on the ass bit. <laughs>